Yeah, I forgot to add me to the stage. You got to add me to the stage, CJ Sullivan. Welcome, C Generates. I am your host, the man in the box. Oh my god, we got coming through all over the place. I uh, you're the bet detective, the man in. That's a horrifying video. I never really watched that video. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it's great to be back here on a Tuesday. It was President's Day yesterday. You know, speaking of two for Tuesday, and we're here 2024. Now they jam the two presidents in one day. It used to be two separate holidays. But it's understandable. You want to, you don't want to celebrate too many white presidents during Black History Month. Under- understandable holiday people, whoever comes up with that one. Anyway, uh, welcome. Com- comment box already coming in. CJ and C. Jenner, CJ and the Hizzy. That's right, ML. DNA, welcome. Um, Technical avatar. I love it. The whiskey and the bomb. Great to be back here. Uh, what a week. What a weekend. <laughs> it was a weekend. Um, kind of a lull moment in sports. You have the weird one. You have the NBA All Star weekend. That was a debacle. That was an amazing debacle. They were putting uh, elite apathy into that weekend, into the entire weekend. The entire weekend summed up Indianapolis. And I understand, like, I usually don't complain about all-star games, the Pro Bowls and shit like that, because it's uh, it's for kids. That's what it is. It's for children. But if, you're gonna, if it's going to be something for children, then at least adapt and make it for kids. Don't do the same bullshit just terribly and say, and say well, well, it's for kids. They just like stars. And I think that's when we liked it. Like, it was so much better growing up. Yeah, because we were children. But at the same time, it did. People cared. People dunked. You had Dominique, Jordan, Spud Webb. You have these fucking G-leaguers. Nobody knows who the hell it is. Everything was awful. The game was terrible. The three-point contest was awful. There was just people. It was like a carnival game. People chucking shit up. Music playing. There's a new Sprite there, Sprite ball that was worth five points or something. Not even Sprite. What's, what, what soda company was that? Like Splurge or some shit? Not even Splurge. What, a, what, a, what, a, what an odd choice to uh, tackle Sprite in 2024. Not with like a healthier drink. Now we're just going to come up with a different kind of sugar lemon lime drink. Okay. That's one strategy to go with. So that was all. The only thing that was good was Seth Curry versus uh, Sabrina. Ionescu, whatever her name. Um, That was great. That's what I mean. Make it for kids. See, kids like in the basketball when people humiliate each other. They love when they throw the ball of each other's face, you know, off the hizzy. They like, you know, they like the and one stuff. They like the Instagram stuff. They like when people get humiliated and they like to embarrass other people. So that's why that's why the Curry versus Sabrina thing was good. It was one on one. You could follow it, man versus woman, and then you could just talk shit about their gender. Kenny Smith got in some trouble by saying she should have shopped for the girls' line. 
you could tell it was a stupid thing to say because the way he's doubling down and def- and like going on it and saying it got taken out of context. How did it get taken out of context? Taking out of context is like if you do an hour long interview and then they take a line that you said, you know, and make a headline out of it. This was you live commentating during the contest saying it's okay if she plays with dolls. She should play from the she should shoot from the girls' line to fair. And now he's saying, yeah, because it's a muscle memory thing, man. Really backpedaling trying to make her say it's a muscle memory thing. See, Curry has a muscle memory for the men's no Curry's just the greatest three-point shooter of all time. That's all it is. She shot 26, which is the same thing Damian Lillard got to win the three-point contest from the men's line. I mean, her, her not shooting enough was not the problem. Curry was just a little bit better. And he's like, no, man, see, there's there's studies that, see, there's even studies. I don't want people to say studies without citing it, meaning uh, they're making shit up. Or I read something online. Yeah, there's even studies that uh, if you put world-famous dart throwers and then you move them back a foot, they're terribly inaccurate. What? What the fuck are you talking about, Kenny Smith? Yeah, dart throwers, you know, like in British pubs. If you move them to the left, they miss the board completely and they can stab somebody with their darts. Yeah, you know, you're making this. This has nothing to do with your second comments. It was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, Saturday was bad. The dunk contest. How about the judges? Holy shit. They were hilarious. I mean, I'm. I'm cynical. That was a that was a hilarious panel of old cranky blacks. They should have been on a front porch playing dominoes. Just hating on everyone. They hated everybody. They were hilarious. And then at the end, they just gave it a fifty. Just all right, let that white guy win for fifty. Give him a fifty. Who gives a shit? They were putting Jalen Brown was awful, but they put him through because they knew who he was. The rest, they're all like fucking Russian ice skating judges. Holy shit. They didn't like anything. Why did they let them do that? <laughs> it's so funny. God bless them. Yeah, they should get a porch, some front, you know, rocking chairs. I'll be here for all that. Anyway. And then he had the game itself. I, uh,. I'm not afraid to admit I had the under. <laughs> it was 367 and a half or something like that. I'm like, come on. That's an insane number. It hasn't reached that in years. And then I forgot that they got rid of the Elam ending, which which capped the point score. Now they went right back to straight up 12-minute clock, east versus west. Who gives a shit basketball? And, that, and my over, my under was done. As soon as the ball was tipped, I was like, oh, this is over. The East scored over 200 fucking points by themselves, for God's sakes. It was just mindless threes and worthless dunks. The dunks weren't even fun. Like Giannis with put-back dunk. Giannis, nobody wants to see you do a put-back dunk uncontested. It's crazy how fucking unwatchable that game is and how it's become. I'm not saying it's got to be game seven of the finals, but 
Play some fucking defense. Step in front of a guy. That's all I want. I don't, you don't even have to man up. Just step in front. Put a, put a comes down if you're not going to play defense. That's what they should do. They should each cherry pick each one and at least have fucking parking cones. These guys have to move maneuver around. This is crazy. Like, ah, oh, you got to avoid injury. It's not football. You're not going to get, you're not guaranteed to get hurt. It's a fucking non contact sport. I mean, it's a little contact sport, but you're not going to, I know one's going to contest shots like that, but you can play a little defense. Oh, my God. I guarantee you they're much more prone to an injury at whatever strip club they were at the night before in Indianapolis. Not giving a fuck. What a horrible town that must have been. That's the problem. LeBron James like flew in right during Babyface or whoever did the national anthem. Um, like he flew in like like right before the game. Yeah, I'm not I'm not participating in any of this shit. It's Indianapolis stuff. It was so late too. I I live in L.A. here, as I do another remote show here because it's raining the whole town. <laughs> um. But, oh, my God, the introductions, it's a dance contest. that happens for 45 minutes. Who is this shit for? Is it not for a middle-aged white guy anymore? What can a middle-aged white guy, the bet detective, the man in the box? And I got to know TikTok trends to enjoy an all-star game? Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll move on. It was... I, I I do like every year. Like get rid of it. Get rid of it. no more all star. Get rid of the dunk contest. Get rid of the three point. Get rid of it all. I don't even want to see it. You'll forget about it in four days. That's the thing with the all star. I'm talking about it now. We'll forget about it. We, no one will give a fuck. I don't remember anything about last year's all star game. I'm sure it sucked, but I probably watched it. I know I watched the dunk contest. I remember Matt McClurg was good. That that was fun. That that was fun. Every year, that's what it is. Get rid of the dunk contest, and then it gets. Then there's a good one every once in a while. Oh, it's, it's back. It's back to Bud Webb, Dominique, baby. And then it's good. I, all right. That's enough of that all star game. Like I said, no one's gonna care about it. I, don't, I have a feeling no one cares about it right now. Um. So we have a good show today. Let me uh, do some reads. Come back. Okay. I have some college basketball bombs for today. Uh, Tuesday, two twenty. That is the uh, slate that's going on as 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 the All Star Game now becomes All Star Week, the weekend, the weeks. Got fucking white girl's birthday. It was a birthday month. Now it's All Star Break month. Anyway, um, so I have some good college basketball games. We'll get into that and some Rick Pitino, some L.A. Angel talk because they've been hilarious already. And of course, Man in the Box. But first, let me tell you about ooh. Game time. I think I have a thing. Yeah, I do. Here we go. Look at that. Oh, boy. I remember a time when I was stressed out for tickets. I had to find the last minute. That's price. Buying tickets shouldn't be eventful. Shouldn't be stressful. I mean, I was going to Loyola Mary. Watch the Zags come into town. House that Hank built. Hot ticket, Zags, and Loyola Marymount. Well, not a hot ticket, but it's hard to find. Hit game time. They pulled it right up. Here you go. 
Get the Bo Kimball package. They helped me out. The, the, the best thing about game time, it's a great ticket app, and the, the prices get cheaper the closer it comes to game time. As people realize, yeah, I'm not going to go out to the oil and out basketball. You can have my tickets. So I got them uh, for like six bucks. It's amazing. They have flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find. And they show you a seat. None of this uh, obstructed view shit. My man who falls over in the uh, stadium in college, ba- in college football. That's what I like about it. Or it's not this it's a different event. You up there like, hey, here we go. Got UCLA tickets. And then it's like, wow, this is for the ice capades. In four months. And the ink is melting on your thumb. It's not even a, it's not even a proper ice capade. You should have looked at that beforehand. Damn it. Anyway. Game Time app is the fast growing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. We also have also represented you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, college basketball. Simply pick higher low in your favorite players' fantasy stats. Cash in. You can win 100 times with some spicy plays. Uh, so watch along, make your picks, make a little cash over on Underdog Mobile App website. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog has the promo code SGPN. And we are back. Cool. That's what I want to try. Let me try this one. There we go. We are back. C-Generates in the house. I am here. The man in the box. The bet detective. C.J. Sullivan. Bringing you some fun off-season Tuesday bombs for 2024. Home remotely again still here in my place in Los Angeles. As I am on the mend. For my hospital. Pneumonia and sepsis. <laughs> I actually went out. Well, I'll talk about that later in a bit. I was at a uh, house party last night. I was controlled by And, um, yeah, it's just different. Some people are like, hey, I heard you almost died. Good to have you. And other people are like, well, what are you doing? Can you make me die? Is it, should I be close to you? Well, it's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun coming up. Anyway. Um, so we have the offseason. Come on, baseball is right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers are already reported. Jesus. This is kind of my favorite part of baseball. I love I love preseason baseball, spring training, and all that shit. First of all, every team's got a chance. A lot of optimism, a lot of reports. I like to see how people come into camp. You know, they come in to drive their own car in a parking lot. They got the thing, you know. Living in L.A., we have two completely different teams. You have the Dodgers, who are projected to win 161 games, I believe. I think they're over under 161 and a half. Um, just kidding, but it is, uh, they should they're high projections. And then you have the Angels, who people are really against. Not only did they let Shohei go for nothing, but now you have, you have uh, Mike Trout. They have two stars left, Mike Trout and complete bust Anthony Rendon. 
Trout's press conference or interviews, he was just saying because the the best thing about Mike Trout is like, okay, he's like this modern day Mickey Mantle. But all we want is for him to leave the Angels. We want him to get into the playoffs. We want him to be on a good team. We want or just a team that people see. That's all we want. Because nobody sees the Angels. Nobody recognizes the Angels. One goes to Anaheim. Anaheim's the worst. Anaheim takes two hours to get there and 20 minutes to get back. And Trout's just like, you know, he's just dull. He just plays baseball. He just He's just a baseball player. He's like, yeah, no, I don't want to leave the Angels. I want to win here. I'm loyal. That's why I signed the contract here. Be even sweeter when we win, when we win here, you know. We're turning this around, and he gets blowback now. Now he's getting blowback for that because we're like, all right, you know what? Fuck. I used to feel bad for Trout, but if he's just going to be stubborn about this and refuse to leave his team, then there's nothing we can do for him. I hope he rocks in Anaheim. He basically. Uh, don't like him for caring so much for being a loyalty like that's enough is he a child only children talk like this don't you know modern sports you go you get the hell out of there and you get yourself to a good team and you take a shortcut to the playoffs that's the american way then you have anthony rendon who the angels gave 250 million dollars to and he's been absolutely terrible. Granted, a lot of it's been injuries. He's missed sixty percent of his games. They asked the, the reporters asked him a hilarious question. They're like, uh, "Rendon, do you even do you even give a shit? Basically, you care at all? Seems like you don't give a fuck." And he basically answered right. He goes, "Well, you know, baseball's really never been a priority for me. You know, don't don't really care. Of faith and family, I want to hide behind faith." Because faith, family, and then baseball. And if they want to put that in front of their faith and family, then I'm out. I don't care. Fuck baseball, then. No one's asking you to put baseball ahead of your religion. What are you talking about? But This is happening in February. This is happening in spring training. <laughs> the, Angels are already, the Angels have already fallen apart before the season started. I kind of like that. Rendon's always been like, I'm starting to like, Rendon is so openly apathetic towards baseball. I kind of, he's like an emo teenager or something. He's like fucking, like he's in the cure. <laughs> he did this shit in Washington where he was good when he was, you know. It was like 2014. Yeah, he told the Washington Post in 2014, I don't watch baseball. It's too long and boring, which is fine. Which I I don't mind that quote at all because then I'm gonna say who you root for when they ask baseball players, you know who they're rooting for in the playoffs. You're like I'm not watching playoff. I'm not watching any baseball when I'm not playing baseball. You know how long baseball is. I have to do it every day. Why would I watch more of it? Then reporters asked him if he was considering retiring. And he replied, I've been contemplating retirement for the last 10 years. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. You know, it's just like <laughs> retirement. Oh, yeah. I think about it every single day. 
It's not my fault they gave me 200, but they gave me $250 million. I think baseball, there's just so many numbers in it. It's like the only sport where you can kind of get away. I bet, I, bet, I bet there's a good portion of baseball players that hate the sport of baseball. And it's one of the only ones where you actually don't need the passion for the game. They always say, they always say football, you have to love it. You cannot be good if you don't love it. Well, it's a meathead mentality. Baseball, I think you have to hate it. To be not hate it, but it has to not affect you whatsoever because it is day in, day out. Anyway, got to keep an eye on my angels. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adopt these angels. I've always liked those angels. First of all, you can get into the stadium and stretch out. Dodger Stadium, fucking nightmare. The bus, you got to take the bus, get off of Vince Scully Avenue. Walk up a monster hill. I've never correctly left Dodger Stadium. I'm always I'm always walking out of Dodger Stadium, following like five thousand people, same direction, through a parking lot. There's never a sign. Next thing you know, I'm by myself on a muddy, windy road. With nothing but cars whipping by me, throwing fucking radishes at me and shit. Where what happened? Where where did the human beings go? That's uh, me in Los Angeles on that show. All right, let's get to some college basketball bombs. Should I play some? Uh... I don't even know. What to play. This is kind of that song. It's going to be bracket season. All right. College basketball, a lot of good games on today. A lot of good games this weekend. Speaking of which, uh, this is the first part of the C Block after this show, if you always watching live. Stay on right here, and we will, and I'll be on with Picks Dundee as we do Bombs Down Under on Tuesday. Um, we'll also be recapping some college basketball and giving out college basketball. Um, I'll also give out a few more here for the bottom line bombs. Um, as part of the C Block, the new dad, Dundee, Daddy Dundee. Because he has a kid, White Tiger. Um, how about, how about the Rick Pitino rant? That was pretty fucking funny. Before we, before I get into the picks for tonight's games, I gotta talk a little Rick Pitino. I love Pitino. He's amazing. He always uh leaves the program he goes to in ruins. He wins, but he burns it to the ground. Great controversies. His last one at Louisville, I mean, he went to Iona to build himself back, was uh, magnifique. When he was at Louisville, Rick Pitino, slickster Italian college basketball coach, the definition of a slickster, you know, those basketball coach, had a mistress that he... uh, The story was he uh, he uh, went at it with her at the on the floor of an Italian restaurant after the, after the fact they, they they rolled rolled around on the bottom of the Parmesan with the rigatonis and the, you couldn't get more greaseball Italian than that. 
and Rick Pitino having a mistress and affair on the floor of an Italian restaurant. I think it was after hours. Or at least they closed out. At least they roped off a section, I hope. You can still see it, but it was roped off, and you had to pay extra if you wanted to watch Rick Pitino. Fuck. Anyway, um, that happened. She, I don't know if she got pregnant. I think she got pregnant. So he might have had her out of abortion, but Pitino is such a fucking mob boss of a basketball coach. He had his assistant coach. This is true. He made his assistant coach marry his mistress to get her out of his hair. Get a, I, don't, I don't need this kind of stress. Tell you what, I'm going to need you to <laughs> jump with a grenade here, buddy, and uh, really do the program a solid. Um, what do you want me to do? Uh, pay her off or something? No, I don't think pay her off is going to work. I think that'll leak out. But I tell you what the fans will really think is uh, believable is if you marry her. What? Yeah, you know, you can marry her. You're not married, right? No, I am married. You are? All right, well, we'll take care of that, too. Yeah, you're no longer married your wife and you are now married to my mistress. How's that? And the upside is you can still be part of the coaching staff here at Louisville, which will probably last another week. Anyway, that's that's who we're dealing with when you do Rick Petito. Now he's at St. John's. They lost to Seton Hall the other day. He did not handle it well. They're, they've been they've been dropping a lot. They started off good and then they've been playing well. And then he went on his 15 minute rant. A lot of it was just ripping his players by name. And his facilities. I, I love when people answer questions that no that nobody asked. They just make up their own question. Like Rick Pitino started off. Are our facilities shit? Yeah, they are. But that had nothing to do with the way we play defense tonight. What? No, no nobody asked you that, Rick. What do you what do you mean? Can't <laughs> Can we get a better budget for a goddamn weight room? Yeah, you sure we sure could. But it has nothing to do with our shooting, does it? Rick, is it, do you want to say something to your athletic director? Why are you, why are you? But then he just said how weak they are as a team. He goes, we're so unathletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. For me, I've always enjoyed the first year. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the most unenjoyable experience of my lifetime. This has been so disappointing. <laughs> now, Grant, remember the story I just told you. He got caught with a mistress and made his assistant coach marry her. But this game and this season has been the most unenjoyable experience of his lifetime. 71-year-old. Then he goes into his players. Joel Storiano, slow laterally, not fast on the court. Chris Ledlam, slow, laterally. Sean Conway, slow, laterally. Brady Dunlap, physically weak. Mr. <laughs> J.R., slow, laterally. Couple stars, couple bench players. He, I mean, he went off in 15 minutes. He said, if he was disappointed, that was the understatement of the year. Called his defense atrocious, blah, blah, blah. Then they asked him, like, if he wanted to scale back any of the words. He's like, no, not at all. I'm fine with what I said. I was just saying why we lost. Our players are not good. They're weak and slow. Granted, he recruited all these guys. He got rid of everyone on that roster and brought in people through the portal and all that shit. Oh, these are all his guys. 
And then he's like, yeah, I'm aware. We uh, obviously recruited wrong. We fucked up. We got terrible players. That's on me, you know? Now I think about it, that's me for getting slow and weak players. What I usually prefer strong and fast players. That's that's usually who I enjoy coaching. One of his players of the year, and obviously that was his intention. He actually did say it. Um, so they, they remain hilarious. They play Georgetown on Wednesday. I don't know if they have a lineup. I want to go ahead and play of Saints. I mean, out of out of out of out of uh, pure principle, we have to play Louisville, right? Not Louisville. I mean, uh, Saint John. I got that Louisville sex scandal in my mind. We we have to play Saint John's over Georgetown. Whatever that number may be. I mean, come on. He's calling his players weak and slow by name. They're humiliated. That's what basketball is all about. Like I said, that's how you change the all-star. All-star game needs more humiliation. All right. Now let's get into some bombs for tonight. The big game is Creighton versus UConn. We were on UConn versus Marquette over the weekend. UConn looks like they're uh, just going to destroy anyone in their sights. Um, they are uh, – this is the kind of time of year. They look better than they did last year for crying out loud. Um, and that Hurley, God damn it, those Hurleys are so unlikable. They're good. The Hurleys, the Hurleys are the Harbaugh's of college basketball. Your Danny Hurley, your Bobby Hurley, your Bobby Hurley, Hurley Harbaugh's. Anyway, so UConn is destroying teams. They blew the Marquette the fuck out. They look great. Now they go to Creighton. Creighton is a. Um, Creighton's a tough place to play. Creighton's good, first of all, in general. I like the line is UConn minus three, which seems small. We're going to take Creighton plus three. Let me get that bomb in there. Just because I think it's going to be a classic letdown game from them destroying Marquette at Hartford. I know UConn's great. Creighton at home. This is the kind of game that UConn can drop. Although I think they wrap up the regular season Big East if they do win it. But, uh, it's fucking nuts. Creighton's in where? Omaha? I love those schools. We have no idea where they're at. Creighton is in Omaha. I like the town of Omaha, Nebraska. They have a lot of good fans out there. It's all Warren Buffett money out there. Warren Buffett. And uh, it's a College World Series stadium he built out there. It's all brand new money. It's all Warren Buffett pouring, pouring his fucking money in there. Omaha's a good You ever see a documentary on HBO? I think it was HBO about Warren Buffett, where he drives through the McDonald's every morning and like gets a guy fucking McMuffin and a Coke or something and hands him hands him a two dollars and fifty cents every morning. I like to do products that you can taste that you like. I get my McMuffin and I get a cup Coca Cola. Yeah, and then then his assistant is behind him and gives him a thousand. Just just tell him that's what it costs. He still thinks it costs seventy five cents. All right, he is a senile billionaire. Here, here here's a five hundred dollars. Spread it around to your employees. But yeah, 
take his take his quarters, give him his sandwich and his Coca Cola, and tell him that's just fine, Warren. It's 1958. We'll take Creighton uh, plus three <clears throat> versus UConn. And uh, why not a little upset? I see a little court storming there. A lot of court storming situations. Speaking of court storming, we are going to fade the court storm. So we always like to fade the court storm. Meaning if your team just pulled off an upset and your your crowd of drunken college kids stormed the court, tore down goalposts, tore down the basket, you fade them the next game. And that's what we have with Syracuse. Syracuse, uh, they beat North Carolina at home. Court stormed. Big upset. They were getting eight and a half. They won outright. Now to go to NC State. NC State's good. They're playing good basketball. Syracuse on the road is not good as well. Um, so this is a classic fade of a, of a court storm upset. Um, Although Syracuse has been playing better. Not just that game, obviously, but this is a bad spot for them. So we will be hitting. Watch out, C-Generous. I'm doing the uh, mobile Bommenheimer noise. NC State, minus six. Bommenheimer! So that's two of them. NC State, minus six, and Creighton, plus three. Early game, this is going off pretty soon, so get this one in, CJ. Get to the windows. Villanova versus Butler. And I hate laying points with Villanova, especially in games where it looks too obvious, and this looks very obvious. Butler is uh, Butler's falling apart. Butler had Marquette at home. That was going to be their big upset. Everyone liked them at home getting four. They couldn't pull it off. They played themselves. And Creighton came in town and just destroyed them. And Butler's bad on the road anyway. Those were two home games. Creighton just lit them the fuck up. Now I think Butler is just a defeated, dead team, and they're going to hope to rally in the biggest tournament. Villanova still needs a string win. Although Villanova is the most untrustworthy good team probably. in But, so this isn't quite a Bommenheimer. Ah, Jesus. Sorry, I got scared by a... <laughs> I, got scared by, I got scared by a squirrel. All right, see, Generous, that's what happened. Uh, a little, little look, peek behind the curtain. I'm doing picks from my apartment. I look outside of a balcony. Uh, if you ever watched the show Chauvin, which I did during the pandemic, uh, I got a squirrel. Popped right up. Right in the middle of my Villanova pick. So maybe that's a sign to go with Butler, but I'm not. I'm laying Villanova minus six and a half. Let me just bomb. That's my third play, though. Yeah, this squirrel. The squirrel comes up to me every day. He comes on my balcony every day. And I used to chase him. I used to get I used to be that guy. I used to have a broom. I would shoot. I would shoot him with a broom. Then people saw me doing that in my building. Women have seen me doing that, and they would call me out. Are you the guy that chases squirrels with a broom? Yeah, that's me, honey. Why? This an old man. <laughs> he chases squirrels. With... All right, I'm gonna have to change my image. So I, I. Uh... I flipped my my um my feelings on scores. I went 180. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try to be friends with this guy. Even give him a few nuts. But I don't want to feed it and it comes looking for food all the time. But then I realized squirrels are dumb. They're evil. First of all, I do I do not like squirrels. 
They're rats with better publicists. That's all they are. They're the same fucking thing, but they have bushy tails, and Disney likes them, so people think they're cute. They're not cute. They will bite through your wires. They will destroy your goddamn apartment. Anyway, but then I realized they're dumb. 90% of their lives, they're looking for nuts that they buried. They have no idea where they buried. They eat a nut, then they bury it, and then they look around and they immediately forget where it is. Which I guess I can relate to. This fucking was climbing against the wall now looking at me. He's having a good old time out there. He knows it's lawless. Because I got weak. I got weak, see, generates. I got weak when I went to the hospital with lung pneumonia and sepsis because I quit smoking. I told you guys that. I quit smoking. My lungs got weak. And that's I was leaving me susceptible for the illness. Never should have quit smoking. If I, if I could give you, see, generates, any piece of advice, do not ever quit smoking or drinking or your body will get weak and fall apart. You have to keep it strong. Keep it tough. Keep the evil spirits out with the other evil. Tell you what I miss about smoking is that you can't. Um, and I realized this yesterday when I was at a friend's house. Uh, he had a President's Day barbecue type deal. And it, was, it was a nice little get together. But what I realized about uh, smoking and what I miss about it is that you you, you can't just uh, walk away from a conversation like you could if you smoked. Like, like I could be at a party and uh, someone's talking about, oh, uh, let's say the color socks of a Norwegian airline, which was a conversation that I was literally in yesterday. That was a suicidal, suicidally boring. And uh, back then, going, oh, yeah, no, I'd love to hear this rest of this story. This sounds great. But I want to go outside and slowly give myself cancer. That's what I'd rather do, to be honest with you. I would rather go outside in this fucking rainstorm in the Ar Arcticaic River, Atomic River, whatever the fuck this is called, whatever the newsmen made up. Whatever weather term they created halfway through my life that we're supposed to accept. That's what I would rather do. I'd rather go right outside the middle of it and smoke this stick that slowly kills me in a 30-year plan. That's what I would rather do. Then listen to your idea for your new podcast or whatever the fuck. That's what I miss about smoking. And that it kept my lungs strong. I would never have gotten pneumonia without tobacco. Where are we? Oh, yeah. We gave out Creighton. We gave out Villanova minus six and a half, although Villanova got the squirrel kiss of death. So be be careful with that one. We love NC State minus six. We love. And uh, one last bonus bomb for you your fourth college basketball bomb. Go out and go slam this one out the window. Ohio minus three and a half versus Kent State. Ohio already played these guys Kent State at Kent State and won by like 12. Now they're home, giving minus three and a half. Kent State's been locking up some teams. They've been locking up terrible teams. They're not ready for Ohio. Oh, man, in Ohio. Harder in Ohio. Laying three and a half with Ohio. 
Let me bomb that with a college campus terrorism bomb. Ohio by the screen. It is great. Um, all right. This show is getting a little loosey-goosey now as I got into some smoking bits. Um, yeah. Just recap. College basketball bombs. Creighton plus three. Villanova minus six and a half. Ohio minus three and a half. NC State minus six. Wow, those are all tonight. And of course, I have the we are doing the C block bombs down under college basketball edition with six Dundee right after this. Me and Dundee doing a remote lead. That's enough rhymes for Bruce Lee. Um, all right, let me get into a break and then wait, is that right? Another break, and we'll come back. We'll do man in a box. I guess we'll do it because first I have to tell you about Hall of. Mets, and here it is with a little banner to go with it. How about that? You win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets and sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlays. Put all players a hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start search research. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we are back on the bottom line, Bombs, with your host, DJ Sullivan, the bet detective. Also known as the I'll do in a minute. But first, I want to thank you all here on YouTube who are watching live on YouTube. I appreciate it. Even if you are popping the comments. I, I can't blame you for not popping in the comments because I'm not asking you questions. Right? That's how the comments work. Yeah, that's how engagement works. I have to that's what it the radio producers used to do. You have to give them a reason to call in. But I never I never cared for that. Like the why I don't want that control on the show, my show, and that's why I'm right here doing this for my apartment. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> but I thank you guys for watching. Make sure you hit the like button there on the YouTube, thumbs up there, thumbs it up, even if you don't, even if you my crazy one man rants here. Um, and it helps the algorithm. Subscribe to the show if you're not subscribed already. To the bottom line bombs on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen. Uh, on my own feed. I know a lot of people listen to it on the main feed and the NFL feed and all that. But bottom line bombs with CJ Sullivan is going to really, really help as well. Merch if you want. Follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was uh, taken on X. That's CJ Sullivan underscore. And I'll do other plugs. Yeah, there you go, ML. Just drop that like. I love it. You got a bomb for that one. Give you a bomb. This is Christmas. But now, let's go inside the box. All right, we are back in the man in the box. We're going to wrap up this show here. Um, 
I mentioned yesterday, of course, was President's Day. Um, trying to get the right one. Um, President's Day. My I was at a barbecue yesterday. Um, at a friend's house, basically because my buddy Sean Flannery was in town from Chicago, who I do another podcast with called The Blackout Diaries, which is a drinking story show, and we launched an LA stand-up storytelling show here downtown at the Escondite Bar, which is in, uh, which is literally in Skid Row. It's a monthly show; you should come out to it. That's great. I took it off because I'm still recovering from the this pneumonia, and I knew I was going to this barbecue where we were controlled dive bar. I went there, and it was fun. I do have a thing with uh, a couple people brought their kids to it, which I guess you know we're at their age, and I and I get it. You don't have a babysitter, you want to bring the kids, but I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm against I'm against bringing kids to an adult party. Not that they don't belong there, and they yeah, they get annoying. No, I haven't watched the new SpongeBob movie. All right, we'll play through how to fucking place your age. You're actually of what you're talking about, but all right, we'll put up with your incessant questions. <laughs> then I feel bad for the ones that are little, and then they just say they with it, and then they have to go. You know what? I thought I was gonna be able to do this. I had a buddy who had his kid, you know, it was the weekend with the kid or whatever. Who's something brought up. Just a monster the entire time, just flailing on the kitchen floor, crying, screaming. And he's like, he lasted like 30 minutes. All right, I'm about to take him home. This is not, this is not working out. And so I do feel bad. I feel bad. Like, yeah, I want nothing but more than an hour of freedom from this fucking demon. But he'll never, ever, 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 ever behave. And I can't afford to. It was a spontaneous moment. So what I'm trying to say is keep your goddamn kids out of our adult parties. It's not going to go good for anyone. It's not going to go good for you either. You're going to hate it. You're going to leave, and then you're going to resent, and then, it's, then you're really going to pile on thinking about what choices you make in life. Anyway, that was just a quick one. Not, I mean, not, 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 not W.C. Fields here. Who doesn't like kids? Well, me. But I'm fine. They're kids. Here's what the kids when they first go up, they say, hey, they're terrified. They're terrified of you. Listen to me. Wow. Well, they hide behind their dad's leg and shit like that. And they hold on to that. And then they warm up to you. And then they don't shut the fuck up. And they're their best friend. Then they're, then they're like a drunken old high school buddy who can't stop talking to you about everything and everyone. All right, good God, yes, I know. No, I have not played that video game. I have not had that app. That's not what I do all day. What's the other thing I want to talk about while I'm in the box? Oh, here's the thing. I was speaking of uh, kids. I was saying talking about earlier about making make youth up the NBA All Star game. If you're going to have it for kids, make it for kids. I saw a headline uh, yes, the other day, and this happens a lot now, obviously. There's so many YouTube stars and stars and shit like that that obviously there's going to be you know, a lot of things with them, like, like a lot of them, not a lot of them, but uh, occasionally 
Um, you'll see a headline like YouTube star 23 died unexpectedly. Of something. I mean, let me just remind you. That's just a test. I'm going to die. <laughs> Some, you know what I mean? So I'm going to die. So you can hold on to that. And uh, what I'm not proud of is how I react anytime I see a headline like that. Normally, if I see a headline, it says a 23-year-old died. Unexpected, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a shame. You know, that's unfortunate. I'll read, this, I'll read the article. How to die, how she die, whatever it is. And, uh, oh, that's, that's terrible. You don't like to see that happen to anyone. That's all. I feel bad for the family. But you put the words YouTuber in front of it? I'm like, eh, well, we, the world didn't lose much, did we? Nothing wrong with that. Taking one of those out of, a, out of society. I'm not saying I laugh and celebrate it, but I'm like, oh, well, I don't care how he died. Was it in a hilarious prank way? That'd be even funnier. I'll read that. Oh, it was cancer? All right, well, fuck. Is he documenting on YouTube? Then he deserves it. It's just so weird. All you have to do is put those words in front of it. And it almost seems evil to do. But yeah, I know I get why you have to do it. You have to do it to you know, say why they're famous, why you're reading it. Because it's a celebrity in that world. Amazing all the fucking streaming celebrities and Twitch celebrities. And like there was a, whoever the fuck that kid was in the dunk contest they jumped over. I'm like, you can give me five guesses of whatever genre he's in and I would not know. I doubt it's rapper. I'm sure it's stream. I, I don't understand how these guys are streaming celebrities and how they make money off it. Like porn stars come in and there's like just shows about how they're all fucking each other. And like, good Lord, everyone. That me, the man in the box. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Society is. I'm the one who gets it. I'm the one who's sane. Um, but as a as a human being who has, I think, some empathy. Sean Flanner, who was my friend, who was just in town, who stayed with me. He, he, he said that my cynicism was always fake, like Donald Trump's uh, wealth. People just assume Donald Trump is wealthy. Like they assume I'm negative and cynical, but it's not. But if you looked into it, it doesn't really add up. I think that was a compliment. Rarely when they compare you, you get compared to Donald Trump as a compliment. <laughs> but I think in that way it was. And uh, I know Donald Trump's a bad guy. Bullshit. Those golden sneakers he brought out. What the fuck? <laughs> the day after he gets uh, sentenced to having to pay like $360 million, he starts selling gold Trump sneakers for $400 a pair. Fucking hilarious. I mean, good. It's possible to be a better performance artist comedian. In comedian. Then former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Golden sneakers. Coming after you, New Balance, with $400 golden sneakers. Who's wearing that? Trump won't even wear that. At least Kanye will wear his shit. His Yeezys or whatever. There's no way any Trump, 
any Trump is wearing goaltenders. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's uh, <laughs> uh, bottom line bombs. That was me, the man in the box. All right. Like I said, follow me on all the social medias. And subscribe to the bottom line bombs. Give me a five-star review. I'll give you some merchandise. Give me some man-in-the-box free merch or maybe even a bet detective. Who knows? Yeah, but give me a five-star review. Say you like it. Say you hate it. I don't give a shit. Just make it funny. Um, we have some shows coming up. I'm not sure. I, I will be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I believe in April. I'll know the, I'll know the exact date from the I'll let you guys know here on the bottom line bomb. Um, other than that, I'm trying to get back to the men. Thank you, C. Generous. We're going to do this together, and I will see you in a bit. Thank you, ML. Everyone else in chat, you said nice one, CJ. That's going to do it. Stay tuned for the C Block. Me and Pix Dundee doing bombs down under college basketball at 2 p.m. Pacific Live, which is in 30 seconds. All right, see you guys.